Welcome back to Moms in Baseball. This is episode 108, and I'm Stephanie. And I'm Diana. Today, we're going to be talking about communicating with your teen. We know how sometimes that can be a little challenging, especially if you have a teenage boy that loves video games, hanging out with his friends, um, and kind of staying very, very far away from his parents for the moment. Yeah. So basically, if you have a teenager. <laughs> yeah, pr- pretty much. Yes. <laughs> so today, we're going to be talking a little bit about... Um, The Five Love Language, which was a book written by Dr. Gary Chapman. Right. So this is kind of a strange episode for us because we're not going to be talking a whole heck of a lot about baseball. So just for today, we're not, well, not just for today. I guess that's the point. We're not just baseball (laughs) moms, right? We're moms. um, And we have teenage boys. And yeah, like Stephanie said, this is something that we thought would be worth talking about if you're not familiar with it. Um, This is a very, very popular book. People tend to think of it more in terms of like romantic relationships, but it's also very relevant for any sort of relationship with your parent, with a sibling, with your children. Um, Just in terms of understanding each other better, it can really help to go a long way. So we thought it would be fun to talk about it just a little bit. And again, this is not as experts. We're not experts. We're just moms. We are not. And uh, Stephanie, first, do you want to just kind of go over what the five different languages are just a little bit? Or how do you want to do this? Absolutely. Let's do that. Yeah. So one of the love languages is called words of affirmation. So this would be your unsolicited verbal compliments that express your love and appreciation. So hearing the words like I love you is very important, but hearing the reasons behind that love sends their spirits kind of even more skyward. So insults will leave you very shattered and and are not easily forgotten. Kind, encouraging, and positive words are truly um, life-giving. So the words of affirmation of telling somebody, I love you, but then saying, you know, you did this very kind thing for me. I totally appreciate you. Or you're doing a good job. Or, hey, this dinner is delicious. You are such a good chef. Thank you for making things like that for me. Those are words of affirmation. That is actually my love language is words of affirmation. And we can talk about a little bit more about that later. But one thing I, I told Stephanie, it's been 15 years since I read this book. But one thing that I do remember from it is that if you're not really, sh- you can go take a quiz like what we did. And we had our family um, do to find out what your love language is. But one thing to think about is not only what do you tend to do to show your love, because oftentimes we, we do what, you know, what we want in return. So um, so think about what you do to show your love. Are you constantly like praising people? But uh, the, on the flip end of that, what like I guess like what hurts your feelings or like what's the quickest thing to like break you? And like for me, it's if people are throwing insults at you and you feel like you just can't let that go and you will remember that forever and it just like shattered you. That could be an indication that potentially words of affirmation is your love language because it kind of goes both ways. Like what makes you feel loved, but then like what also breaks you? Absolutely. That's a good point. I never really kind of thought of that either. But yeah, good point. Um, The next one is acts of service. So this would be any act that eases the burden of responsibility. So this is me. So anything done to ease the burden of responsibilities weighing on this person is huge. So the words I would love to hear is, let me do that for you. (laughs) Can I make dinner? Can I do the laundry? So any kind of like the broken commitments or the I will do it later thing, um, 
any of that kind of making more work for them to tell me um, that that is my my love language is like, do this for me. Don't ask me to make a list for you. Don't ask me to tell you what needs to be done time and time again. Just do those things. Those are all ways that help me to feel loved and that um, it makes me happy. Right. The next one would be quality time. So this time, this is focused undivided attention, undivided attention spent together. So being there for this type of person is critical, but really being there with the phone off, fork and knife down, all chores and tasks are on standby, makes this person truly feel special and loved. So distractions, postponed dates, or the failure to listen can be especially hurtful. It also means sharing quality conversations and quality activities with this person. The next one is giving gifts, tangible symbols that reflect your thoughtfulness and effort. So it doesn't have to be something huge. It could even be like getting somebody dinner or a meal when they're gone or food or some sort or flowers just to make them feel better or buying them their favorite candy to cheer them up. So if you speak this love language, the perfect gift or gesture shows that you are known, you are cared for, and you are prized above whatever was sacrificed to bring the gift to you. So a missed birthday, anniversary, or a hasty, thoughtless gift would be disastrous. So would the absence of everyday gestures. Gifts are visual representations of love and are treasured greatly. The next one is physical touch. So this is a non-sexual touch that reinforces your presence. So hugs, pats on the back, pretend punching or putting you in a headlock, (laughs) um, and thoughtful touches on the arm, shoulder, or head can all be ways to show excitement, concern, care, and love. So physical touch fosters a sense of security and belonging in any relationship. Right. So... That was just kind of a brief overview of the five love languages. Um, And Stephanie and I were both talking before recording. One of the other things that I do remember from the book, and it just kind of makes perfect sense. I remember, um, what's his name, Gary? I remember Dr. Dr. Chapman talking about Mm -hmm. how, um, in particular, when this comes to kids, that parents can't use like a love language as a cop-out to like really only focus on one love language. Like for example, if your child's love language is gifts, gift giving, um, you can't just buy them presents all the time because you think, well, that's their love language. I'll just get them little trinkets here and there, but then like fail to hug them and then fail to go out of your way to spend time with them. Like that's not how that works. Kids need us to show love using all five love languages. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, regardless of whether or not you have a, a an inkling of as to what their love language may be or may develop into. Um, so it's important for us to use all of these, but especially as they get older, it, it can really help you understand them. And that's kind of where we're going. It, you know, um, if Stephanie, why don't you talk a little bit? This will make sense. Like with with Keegan, like, for example, if Stephanie's love language is acts of service. And so Stephanie is always going out of her way to do things for Keegan. And then, you know, talk about that a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Diane, we're talking about this ahead of time uh, because we were trying to tie this into baseball, but um, it can just be the way of communicating with your family and your loved ones. So mine is acts of service. So I love to do the little things for my for my family. I will make them lunch. I will put in an extra treat. I will um, make sure their shoes are dried, make sure their uniforms all set to go. 
make sure they have extra water, make sure that they, so these are all acts of service, but guess what? That's not my son's <laughs> love language. So I am totally spinning my wheels thinking, what an ungrateful brat. Like, doesn't <laughs> oh, he geez. see how much I love him? But his is not. His love language is physical touch, which he does appreciate all those things that I do. He does. But that's not where he feels the love. So then when he comes around and he's like putting me in a headlock or he's jumping on me while I'm laying on the couch, those are all of his ways of showing me that he's caring as a teenager, as a boy teenager, his is physical touch. And so he just needs that to be grounded, to show his love. Um, and so I'm sure we've all been there. I'm sure we've all seen those crazy TikToks where that poor mom or the sister is just sitting there while the kid's like trying to air punch at their head or at their arms. Like that's the way of feeling the love and the security is by that physical touch, at least for Keegan. Right. And I think the physical touch is an interesting one for me, um, especially for teenage boys, because yes, and this is what we were talking about. Like, I could have told you what everyone in my family, what their love language was before we all went and took this quiz. And we'll share the link to this wonderful little quiz in our show notes here. Um, I, I could tell you that I was not surprised by anybody's love language result, but it's tough when you have a teenage boy (laughs) <laughs> whose love language is physical touch, but, you know, like, for me, Max is physical touch, but he's a 14-year-old boy. Like, he doesn't want me to, you know, like, <laughs> he'll hug me, like, begrudgingly, like, if I need a hug. You know what I mean? Like, if I try to right. give him a hug, but it's still, like, awkward. He's still in that weird phase where he doesn't, he, that's his love language, but yet it doesn't override the fact that he's a teenage boy who's still weird with, like, being touched by his mom. So um, that's for a sure. struggle for me. Like, when he was a toddler or a preschooler like he like was glued to me like physically glued to me like if we were sitting Ah. on the couch he would be you couldn't slide a sheet of paper between us he would like sit so close and I remember my dad would say he would do that with him too he would just he would sit very very close he was always so snuggly um Mm -hmm. but now he's a teenager and it's different so I guess I'm gonna have to try to figure out you need to warm up Diana How, how do I how do I break that barrier to uh right like I said it's even like you know messing up their hair or you know just squeezing their shoulder like it doesn't have to be like the the mom and son like they were as a toddler kind of like squeezing yeah. and holding like, and mother smother and let me yeah. snuggle you <laughs> it's, it's not the mother smother anymore although some kids do still love that there's nothing wrong with that but typically with your teenage boys it's more of like the I want to giggle with you. I want to punch you. And then you kind of like, you know, yeah, give you a noogie. Yeah. And then, you know, those kind of little things, at least I found with Keegan. Um, And then it's leading into more hugs. We do do hugs in the morning. He likes that. Um, And so kind of just opening that door so that he knows I'm comfortable with that, even though that's not my love language. I will do that and open up for him. And so that has helped with our communication. And I have seen a difference in his attitude. I will say that for sure. Wow. Well, good for you. That's that's very cool. So I I was thinking in here when you were going through the love languages. So Xander's is quality time. Mm -hmm. And when you said um, you specifically talked about being there, their undivided attention with the phone off. Um, When he was in now, he's like the worst culprit ever about being on his phone all the time. But before he had a phone, um, I remember him just he, he would he would vocalize, you know, that it would kind of like hurt his feelings if 
we were on our phones all the time and he just wanted to spend time with us and like put your phone down why do you always have to be on your phone and um i remember so i don't know did you have like a toddler table for your kids to sit at and eat when they were really little or did they always all sit at like the big table uh, I mean, like in a high chair, but then after that, no, we all sat at a big table. So we went from like high chair to like a little, it was a tiny little um, like plastic Toy Story table with yes. two little Toy Story stools. And my kids would eat that, eat on that in the kitchen. And then our dining room table was two feet away. And that's where Trevor and I would eat. But we, we our ta- I think we did it for two reasons. I think one, because it was carpet under our dining room table, which it isn't oh, anymore. Yeah. And so they were in the kitchen and they were on like the vinyl flooring or laminate, whatever. I don't even know what it was. Um, and then the other reason was just they were little and it was like a high tabletop. Yeah, it was easier to do little And so they could chairs, just, yeah. yeah. Well, I, re- I still remember the day I said, you know what? Like, they're big enough. They'll make it work. Let's get them both. Because I wasn't going to bring just Xander and then leave Max by himself on the little table. Right. So right. I said, I, you know, they're big enough. Let's just move them all to the big table. And I remember when we sat there to eat. Xander had the gi- this like giant grin Aww. on his face and he like wouldn't even eat his food. He just kept looking at us and smiling and it was like the happiest day of his <laughs> life. <laughs> and it kind of broke my heart like, "Oh my gosh, like this was important to him. Like, why did yes. I why have I been making him eat at the little table? He could, you know, that wasn't that big of a deal." Oh my gosh. But it just kind of showed you that that that's that was that's his that's his love language it's quality yes. time it's spending time with the family you know he wants to he wants to play games with us and i mean he wants us to all put down our and he'll do that he'll he'll say okay everybody you know like put down your phones and let's go play this game i know you don't we just did it the other night i hate playing games and i hate learning new games oh my god um, me too diana <laughs> I, I shouldn't say I hate playing games, but I really, really I, hate learning just, new yeah, games. Yeah, that's not my number one choice. And yeah. they like to play these really complex games that like take three and a half hours to complete. Oh and I just God. don't have the patience for it. But like, he doesn't even ask anymore. He kind of just tells you like, this is, and you know, that's his love language. So how can yes. I deny him that and I say, know, no, right? I don't want to spend time with you. So of course I'll, you know, I'll suffer my way through it. Absolutely. Absolutely. You do it for your kids that you love. That's right. <laughs> So that's pretty much it. Stephanie and I just wanted to share kind of like what's going on in our lives right now um, in terms of how we're trying to get through to our kids. Because, again, we're they're more than just baseball players. We're more than baseball moms. This is life and um, continually wanting to form those connections and keep those connections with your kids is is important so we thought this would be worth sharing so definitely if you haven't already take the quiz have your kids take the quiz it's a fun little thing oh i mentioned this to stephanie what can be what can be tricky for me if my love language is words of affirmation and i you know i'm the only female in a household with two teenage boys and a husband who are constantly like tearing me down and you know it's like fun but it's, it wears on you after it, it a while it wears on you if that's your love language that's it, it right gets you remind them after, that diana it gets to you after a while and so last night after some you know the 15th snarky comment to me of the night i don't even remember what it was Max just kind of looked at me and I said, you know, that's not very like affirming of of your love to me. And he said, I knew you were going to say that. (laughs) 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 So anyway, even even for them, um, it's it's kind of fun for everybody to be just a little bit more aware. Um, And I know uh, Trevor had also kind of joked about how, well, Xander's love language was 
quality time and not gift giving. So he said, well, instead of giving you a gas card in the future, I'll just hang out and drive. I'll, I'll go with you to the gas station and then you can put your own <laughs> gas in the car, but I'll spend quality time with you. And <laughs> so, no, that's not the purpose of this. And th- that's actually my one issue with this quiz or with this idea in general, because I think yeah. we all have a little bit of all five love languages in us. Like you can't absolutely focus on one and neglect the other, even in an adult relationship, because as I'm doing it, this quiz and it says like, would you rather, you know, would you rather your partner say kind things to you or would you rather have them help you with tasks? And like, no, it's not one or the other. Like, yeah, you, like can't just, you can't just like <laughs> say mean things to me, but then go, <laughs> Go, you know, go do the dishes for me or like just because you're nice to me and you spend time with me doesn't mean I don't want your help around the house. Like, right. Because that doesn't show me that you love me either. Like, I feel like we all have a little bit of these. Um, And so it's important to think about all of them. But just to give a little bit of extra, a little bit of extra emphasis towards the love language for your child or your partner, whichever relationship you're looking at. Absolutely. You have anything to add? No, I hope all of our listeners learned a little bit something about communicating with your teen or, or your loved one with the five love languages. We will link the quiz as well for you. So you can keep up with us on Instagram and Facebook at Moms and Baseball. Make sure you join our Facebook group at Parents and Baseball, where we discuss everything about baseball. If you enjoyed this episode, please be sure to hit the subscribe button and share with your friends. We would love to hear from you. Also, please consider taking a moment to leave us a five-star review until then have fun at the fields we'll see you next time pretty sure because i looked at the last one it was 107 but let me just quickly do you ever wonder how we've done that many yes (laughs) supposed to be just something small remember when we started at your mom and dad's house (laughs) in the same room (laughs) yeah 